This is Robert Mardlan, Chief of the Mindshare Workspace. In preparation for our Cultures Transcending Borders art exhibit, I'm honored to have a Mindshare moment with internationally acclaimed Jimmy Engineer artist and social worker who was born on the 13th of August, 1954 in Balakistan, Pakistan. It was in 1976 when he turned into a professional painter. His art pieces soon became expressions of truth and his images began to speak of his passion for people around the world. Although he is an artist by profession, Jimmy's life has revolved around supporting troubled individuals as well as helping institutions that deal with them. His paintings have never failed to captivate several generations of art lovers in Pakistan and beyond the borders. His works of art are in private collections with friends and family and connoisseurs in Australia, New Zealand, Japan, South Korea, Abu Dhabi, Bahrain, Italy, London, France, Switzerland, to name a few countries. In fact, one might say they're almost in every part of the world. Jimmy is a prolific artist. He has over 3,000 historical and architectural paintings and more than 1,000 calligraphic works. Jimmy has also over 1,500 drawings to his name, over 700,000 prints in private collections in more than 60 countries. He has held more than 80 art exhibitions in Pakistan and abroad. Apart from his artistic prowess, Jimmy is also an avid social worker. He has led more than 100 walks from several noble causes and has arranged more than 140 awareness programs for handicapped and orphan children. For this, Jimmy has received over 70 awards and medals in his long, illustrious career spanning over four decades, not only in his home country, but also in over overseas. No other Pakistani artist has been so honored. For Jimmy, it is better to be a good human being than being a great artist. Thank you for joining me this afternoon, Mr. Engineer. Uh, thank you so much, Robert. I, I have to ask you, and I'm so honored to meet you. You've, uh, you are such an accomplished individual uh, artistically and as a thought leader around the world when it comes to your passion for supporting you know individuals in need you uh, what what inspired your painting i will uh, start a little bit about my childhood like uh, i used to dabble with powder colors and uh, on large paper, I have to sit down and then imagine, you know, with my fingers I have to create abstract paintings when I was five years old. But then uh, uh, I got serious as an artist when I was a teenager. And uh, always throughout my growing period, I was drawing and I was painting and I was involved in art. But throughout my life, I never wanted to only become an artist. I always wanted to help mankind, help the humanity at large through my art. 
but was very important for me to help people through my art. I was born in Pakistan on 13th August 1954 at a remote area called Lorelei in the province of Balochistan. And when I was born, there was no electricity there. Then I right. shifted. Then I shifted to the province of Punjab, Lahore, for my education. What did you What did you study? What did you study educationally? I went to school. Then I went to college. I never completed the college. Then I joined the arts college. Okay. And uh, I did not complete my arts college also. I left it incomplete because there was a discussion at that moment that do artists require a degree or not. So I'm a very practical person. So I said I will leave in my final year and check out for myself whether artists require a degree or not. So I actually walked out of my college in my final year. But uh, well, there there are many successful people that never completed school, and the, there's a school of life uh, and street smarts, as they say. Correct? Yeah. But actually, uh, behind all my social work and my charity work that I do, there is something that happened in my childhood. Actually, so I was six years old, and uh, doctors told my parents that. I have only three months to live. Wow! So, yeah. So. And because, and what, what you were you were not well at that time. What did you have? Actually, uh, both my kidneys did not work. Both of them. They both my kidneys became like stone. Oh but my goodness! At that time, there were a lot of children, about forty to fifty children, who were suffering from the same sickness that I had. But they all passed away after three, before three months. How did you overcome did not, this? No, I did not uh, die. So my parents went to the doctors and said that our son is still living. But the doctor said it's not possible because no one can live with two kidneys not working. So they asked my parents to bring me over. So they checked and they took my new X-ray. And then they compared it with the old ex, and they told my parents that some miracle has taken place in his body because there is no operation, there's nothing. That's incredible. So they told my yes, they told my parents that uh, nature has given him two brand new kidneys in his body. So that's why I was the only child who did not pass away. That, that is fascinating. Now, I was afflicted by kidney disease and had one removed at a young age. So uh, you are very fortunate. I had to go through that surgery process and uh, managed to function the last 50 years with one. So good for you. But I... It was very, like you said, a miracle. Yes, but this was two kidneys not working. And yeah. there was no operation in 1960. So that gave you strength to believe in... A, a greater power and to do what you do. So, so that is why all my life I am trying to pay him actually. Right. My artwork, my social work. 
So I am trying to thank him for giving me this life. That is why I give away all my things and uh, you will be uh, interested to know that uh, I have donated over 700,000 of my prints for charities all over. Uh, and, I, yeah. and, and 75% of whatever I've earned, I've given away for charity all my life. That's amazing. So you've got to be one of the most accomplished and prolific painters in the world. When I look at the numbers, uh, you've uh, created over 3,000 historical and architectural paintings, more than a, a thousand calligra uh, calligraphic works and, and over 1,500 drawings to your name and then 700,000 prints in private but collection. These are, these, are things, these are things which are in record. But of the record, right. which are not recorded, I've done hundreds of drawings, hundreds of paintings which are not on record because I never kept record of all those things. Right. Because people used to take away. So there is no record. And then out of all my social work, there are thousands of things which are not recorded because I never wanted to record them. I just wanted to do it for God, for nature. So I never uh, had these things recorded. So there are a lot of things which are not there for people to know because I wanted to do it only for him. That, that's incredible. But the thing is this, that all my exhibitions actually but never commercial in my whole life. This this uh, print show right. is one of the few because apart from this, there was only one exhibition I did for charity where I sold all my drawings. That right. was the only one. Otherwise, and there was one in Houston where I had arranged. Otherwise, all my shows, I just went as an ambassador of my country. What inspired you to, to support this particular show that we're doing? Uh, this, is, this has a lot of uh, uh, reason because I had a show in Mississauga some years back. Okay. And it was because of some, it was because of the big festival that takes place in Mississauga. So you've been to Canada in the past? Yes, I had a show here. And I was at the, I think at the museum of uh, Mississauga. Right. And, and uh, they, honored one, they honored an Indian artist and they honored me also. Now, speaking of honors, you've received over 70 awards and medals in your illustrious career, spanning some four decades. honor. And medals are separate. I've got uh, some of the highest civilian award in my country. And I've got uh, some medals for, like, International Rotary gave me a medal of honor, which only four Pakistanis have got in our country. That's incredible. And, and I understand you've met uh, Mother Teresa. You had an audience with Mother, Mother Teresa. How did that come about? 
met her. Actually, I donated my print to her also. And I had a long conversation with her. And then I heard her speak also. What was that experience like for you? It was a, it was a great experience because I will tell you something that I was not supposed to meet her. There was a long line of people to meet her. Right. But uh, because the, the people of the church knew me very well, so they took me in from a separate entrance. And then I went in and I spent most of the time with her while the people who were in line could not meet her. So it was just very uh, amazing that I spent so much time with her. What was she like? I mean, she, she, was, she was very small, but when she spoke, she, her eyes were very focused. Her eyes and her tone was one. It did not uh, speak in a high pitch or a low pitch, but in one tone. Yes, and very, very focused person. Very focused and very to the point she would talk, you know. Now, you in your painting are very diverse. You do architectural, landscape. Uh, you've painted historical, uh, you know, wars, the partition, and then you do abstract. I'm fascinated by your diversity. How did you acquire the skills and the passion to do that? I have done philosophical painting also. One of the greatest philosophical work in our country, I did this work in 1981. And then books were printed on that work. But uh, there's a reason for it. And most people ask me that how can you paint all the subjects? Right. I don't know anyone that could do that. Yeah. You know, uh, in Arabic, uh, there are names of God. One of the names is called Al-Musawwar. It means the greatest artist of them all. It's right. the name of the God, one of the God in Arabic. The greatest artist, greatest designer, fashioner. I am his pupil. So if I am his master's pupil, so that means I will never become a master. So I take the liberty of painting everything because right. I'm still learning. So I will always remain a student. What advice do you offer people who want to pursue their passion for art like you did? Actually, the, you see, when I started my career, for seven years, I worked 18 hours. And I practiced with brushes, with paint, with materials, all materials. So nowadays, the young artists want to become celebrities overnight. They want to be successful overnight. Right. But it needs a lot of hard work. It needs a lot of perseverance, hard work, dedication. Then, without a vision, without a creative vision, you cannot create extraordinary painting. You need to be a visionary. You need to imagine. Your imagination has to be very good. I think the young generation of artists put a lot of effort, hard work, dedication to become extraordinary. Then they should have their own style. I created my style. I created my own style. Otherwise, you'll, if you see uh, many painters, you know, they absorb 
styles of different artists. But if an artist has his own style, then people respect and people admire that kind of work and to recreate things because my landscapes are not from real things. I recreated nature. So you imagine the landscapes? I knew I knew the real uh, uh, landscapes and things, but I reconstructed in my own vision. Oh, so in your yeah. own like like the architectural buildings that are like a collage that you do. Architectural painting, I had to draw, uh, make studies. That was a different thing because in architecture you cannot take the liberty of changing too much, but in landscape you can create your own landscape. And what about the abstract paintings that you do? Abstract is something that I, uh, just now also, I'm creating a lot of abstract paintings for that foundation. And they are not small paintings, they are four feet by four feet, you know, 140 of them. So they are abstract paintings I'm working because I sometimes want to get away from everything and create things just instantly like uh, very creative uh, abstract. So I uh, do that for a change because sometimes you keep producing very detailed, very heavy work, your creativity becomes less, you know. So for a change, you know, I paint abstract and I change subjects. You know. Is there a particular painting that you're most proud of? Actually, I, I put effort in all the work equally, actually, whether it's small or big or important or what, mm -hmm. because I take the same kind of interest in all my work. And uh, I try to do my best, actually, because uh, sometimes I feel that we are capable of doing better or more extensive work. But then uh, sometimes it's lack of interest or something like that because too much detailed work, you know, takes a lot of energy. And, and on that note, so you, uh, besides your art, you're very passionate about social causes and you've led more than 100 walks for several noble causes and arranged more than 140 awareness programs for handicapped and, and orphaned children. You're very generous man how do you how do you how do you find continued energy you know you know you're so passionate and and you continue to work hard most people start to think about retirement you're in you're getting busier than ever than most people that are approaching retirement age actually the walk in my country i established a walk culture you and, you uh, helped establish walk. the walk culture. That's fascinating. I mean, walks used to take place, political walk and things like that. But walk for charity, I established that those walks because out of all the walks in 1994, I walked 4,700 kilometers. I kept on walking for one year through all the villages, all the towns. Oh my I goodness. Walked I did over 30 kilometers every day and uh, they used to televise all my walks and everything. That's incredible. I to all the villages.
and to meet uh, poor people. I wanted to know and I used to help them also. I used to help people in villages. I used to talk to them. Did, so I met millions of people did you, did, this walk. Did you, did you paint in between the walks? Did you paint during that year or not? I did not, I did not paint. I did not paint, but I, I wanted to help people talk, concentrate on what I was doing. I was trying to understand the problems of the poor people, the problems of different areas. I wanted to understand. So I did a lot of, and then I've done a lot of walks for leprosy and for cancer and yeah. for education. So, so, Mr. And Engineer, did you ever consider pursuing political life? Someone like yourself, you know, with your skills and notoriety and mo the, the movements that you've led, uh, you know, I'd almost, you know, I'd, I'd ask you the question, did you ever consider political life? No, I, I don't, uh, I don't like to get into politics, but I do <laughs> uh, comment on politicians. Oh, do you? Okay. on national issues. I do comment whenever I want to, but I'm not interested in politics. I'm not interested in power. I'm not interested in all these things because I think that if you want to help people, yeah. you don't need power, you don't need position, you can just help people. I, I'm, I'm yeah. I, I'm fascinated by your passion to help people and I sense that gives you strength and inspiration to do incredible art. Then in 15 years I worked with special children. And I wanted to change their lives. So it took me 15 years to create so much awareness among the public and all to change the lives of the uh, special children. I used to book all the five-star hotels and public places for these children. I had to book cinema halls for the special children. And I had to take them in public because I wanted the public to make them part of society. Because unless you don't give them respect, Unless yeah. you don't give them special love, you cannot change their lives, just like talking yeah. and things like that. And what about education um, in yes. Pakistan? How important is education for children in Pakistan and around the world? Some countries, you know, don't support the children as much as they could. And I sense that in Pakistan, we can do more to help children get educated? In Pakistan, the children are very smart. If you look at the book of Guinness, the highest straight A's is by Pakistani students. 28 straight A's, 30 straight A's, 24 straight A's, they're all by Pakistani people. So our students are brilliant actually, all over the world. They have they have uh, highest record in the thing is this, that because of the poverty... That's what I was referring to. It's poverty limits their access, from what I gather. Sometimes, sometimes they suffer because of that. But now things are improving, you know. That's People excellent. People are getting more aware about things and they are working towards educating children, educating themselves. And now a lot of changes are taking place in my country so I'm happy about it.
Well, you've certainly been a, a catalyst in supporting children through your your work, and I commend you for your passion. and And it's interesting learning about what what inspired you. I mean, your your I guess near death experience really gave you exceptional life. Uh, I think it is not a duty of one individual or few individuals. It is, if you uh, go through all religions or if you go through history, you will see that people contributed a lot. That is why this world is today a better place, you know, in many ways. Because a lot of people contributed. So I think we should all do good things in small proportion, bigger proportion, or in a bigger way or a smaller way. But we should all contribute towards doing something good. Because by example, you can change people's life, you know. Because whenever I go to these conferences, these social uh, conferences and all, I tell them that why are you having conferences in five-star hotel? You're talking about the poor people, you should go to that area where the poor people are there and have conferences there. If you well change, said. If you want to change the life. If you want to change the life. So I used to go to the poor people myself to change their life. I did not expect them to come to me. Right. People cannot change lives discussing in five-star hotels. And yeah, you, you, really, you really walk the talk. You genuinely walk the talk, and that's very commendable of you, uh, Mr. Engineer. Well, any thought, final thoughts to share as we prepare for uh, your exhibit uh, this coming Friday? I'm, I would like, yeah. I am extremely happy that uh, my show is taking place in uh, Mindshare Mississauga on the 27th April. I am extremely grateful because I always like to share my art with more people and I hope that the people of Mississauga, Toronto and then maybe in different places can understand you know how a, a Pakistani artist has created all these paintings, you know. And then I want to share uh, my thoughts and uh, thank Sherwood Design and Imaging for hosting my exhibition, then Greenit for presenting my artwork in Mississauga, then Mindshare Workshop for offering space for the exhibition, then MQT for web design, then Michael Group for the lights. And I want to thank all of you and all the people, dignitaries and all the people who will come to see the exhibition. I want to thank them because without everybody's efforts, you cannot achieve anything. So this exhibition has taken a lot of toll and I'm happy that my cousin Nelly and Hormuz and her son are also involved in everything. 
I'm grateful to everybody and I hope that people will look at my art and try to understand that the architectural paintings I made was for the sake of peace and harmony because I believe that if buildings of different places can come together in a painting, so can people from different ethnic background, religion or countries can also come together in a peaceful way. Well, that's uh, thank you so much for that. That's a wonderful insight that I wasn't aware of. And with your uh, uh, architectural uh, paintings, and I commend you for your your passion and 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 hope that you have for a better world. And uh, it was such an honor to I speak with you today. Add something. I just want to add something that. Uh, Whatever charity, all the people there who are uh, involved in my exhibition, whichever charity they want to do or they want to help, I would be very happy if they would like to help them. I would be extremely happy. That, thank you so much again, Mr. Engineer. That was world-renowned, award-winning Jimmy Engineer artist and social worker with us this afternoon, who is being featured in our exhibition here at the Mindshare Workspace, Cultures Transcending Borders, April 27th to the 29th in Mississauga, Ontario, Canada. With that, we thank you once again. This is Robert Mardlachi of the Mindshare Workspace. I hope you enjoyed this podcast and special thanks to our sponsors who help make Cultures Transcending Borders art exhibit possible. Greenwich for presenting Jimmy Engineer's artwork in Mississauga. Of course, the Mindshare Workspace, Sherwood Design and Imaging, hosting an art exhibition of Jimmy Engineer. MQT for web design and Michael Group for LED lights.